Hey, Hector, man, holy crap. What's with all these Magic the Gathering cards? Well, you know, man, it's like, uh, shakes dig them, I guess, you know. Looking at all these cards, man, I can't believe you've had more sex than oh, me. Oh, oh, sh oh, sh Diego's on. This is on? Oh, yeah, it's... Now people know I'm a virgin. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome live to This Is Hap the This Is Happening podcast. I am your host, Diego Santos. Introduce yourself, Hector. I am the Mexican wrestler known as El Supervisor. El Supervisor. And today's topic, as we film live here in our studios in Des Moines, Iowa, is... <laughs> Bachelorette parties versus bachelorette parties. What are the differences? Other than penises. Other than penises. Well, as you can attest, not not firsthand, Hector, <laughs> but uh, the female bachelor parties do have a lot of like penis yeah. themes in it. Yeah, man. I'd say right now there is a lot of peni. There is there is a lot of peni in a freaking bachelorette party. It's amazing. In a bachelorette party, it's nothing but women, and yet it still has more penis in it than a bachelor party, which is consistent nothing but men. Yeah, well, I mean, when I see bachelorette parties, to me, it's uh, it's like a celebration of like penises or what is what is the what is the plural for penis? Peni. Really? Peni is the, the plural of penis. <laughs> All right, let's see. Who says we're not educational? Okay. I do. All right, we are not. Okay, so yeah, so it's like a celebration of peni. <laughs> sounds very weird to say. As um, a male bachelor party is more like the man's funeral, like it, no, what it that's the irony because like the bachelor party is in actuality the funeral of the guy's penis. Yeah, because he's not gonna see a vagina for quite a long time if he's married. Let's face it. Like yeah. I'm not feeling it tonight. <laughs> well, all right then. Man, I masturbate more now that I'm married and all. <laughs> I gotta turn the old crank. But uh, yeah, like I was thinking about it. Like you know, when you go, when you see a bachelorette party, it's just like all you see. You can tell. You can find a bachelorette immediately. She has like the crown, the sash. She's the one that's all happy. And not, if she's not making the most noise, it's her, she's in second place. I, wait, wait. I just want to go on a little side question here. Yeah. How come? Every female celebration is the same. She is treated like fucking royalty. She comes in a limo or like a pumpkin. She's wearing a sash and a crown. She's wearing she's wearing a dress that is worth more than the vehicle she's arriving in. I mean, like, seriously, what are you setting her up for? Is she going to be sacrificed at the volcano top? But if a guy has a birthday party, he's like, here's a beer. Happy birthday. It's done. It's over. It's over. Like, it's not, I just realized that it's not just bachelorette parties. Any celebration. Keys of the era. Like, every time a guy has a birthday, there's almost like an air of dep like depression about it. It's like, if it's your birthday, oh, you're one more year to impotence. It's like, oh, it's just like, this is very quick and simple. Like, hey, oh, Steve is here. Hey, oh, <laughs> all right. You're, Dan, your 15 seconds of fame is over. Get back to work. Get back to work, Steve. But the uh, bachelorette, she's like, ah, it's my, it's my, it's not even, it's not even a like, sidetrack, <laughs> your sidetrack. It's like, girls, when it's their birthday, it's like, it's no longer a birthday. It's my birthday month. Yeah, it's like, 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 bitch, relax. You got one day to yourself. You're like, I'm, 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 I'm waiting for them to. It's like, it's for them. It's like Christmas. You know how Christmas used to be like the last week of December, yeah. and now it's in no, now it's like November. Exactly. It's the same thing with the woman's like celebration, be it birthday, be it bachelorette, whatever. Yeah. It, it like starts to slowly creep into other time areas, yeah. like some sort of horrible fungus, and then like. It doesn't even say sedentary. The funny thing, if I can say this, okay, like, it's not even so much that, okay, it's their celebration, they do their thing, they extend the time. 
now they carry it with them everywhere they freaking go. You can tell where the party is. Like, what's that sound? That's a girl's party in the distance you can hear. <laughs> you know? And it's basically like a big pink Godzilla. You can see the destruction from a distance. You know what's going on. You know, but the guys are the ones, and you see, like, hundreds of men cleaning up. Because that's basically what a girl's uh, freaking uh, celebration is. Them walling out and the men cleaning up. That's their idea of the perfect I, of the perfect celebration. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, like I said, once again, like, if we go to the difference, like, if you, if you go to a bachelor party, or if you're told there's a bachelor party around, the way you figure out who the bachelor is, he's the quiet guy in the back. <laughs> Everyone else is like, shots, and they're thinking it's going to be the hangover. They think it's going to be, you know, the movie Bachelor Party. They think it's going to be, like, wild epic night. This is the guy screaming, shots, and, ah, we're going crazy tonight. This is for my brother, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve's having a uh, big, big turnout this, this podcast. Yeah, but Steve is in the <laughs> big back. Big shout out to Steve. Steve is just in the back contemplating his life right now. Like, how did I get here? <laughs> this, is there a way out? No, here's the funny thing. There's, like, this really weird duality between his past self and his new self. Like, his old self is like, yo, I'm making a kind of a big mistake, you know? Uh, or maybe his new self's like, are these my friends? <laughs> these are the people that I know. I'm getting married. I'm evolving beyond them, you know. So it's I'm never gonna see these guys ever <laughs> again. Yeah, it's gonna be really, really. It's sad. But another thing that I've the reason that the that the guy is standing in the corner is because it's when a man has a bachelor party. There's another big difference when a man has a bachelor party as a person with a bachelor party. The bachelorette party is basically free range for the woman to go fucking nuts she can do whatever she wants everything is painted pink you know the the stripper bends over and he farts glitter it's cool however the man has an agreement with his girlfriend now or a fiance he's not allowed to have fun <laughs> that's not happening yeah okay that woman she can she is basically in the aquarium of dick she can look at dick all she wants you know there's dick everywhere dick cake Dick balloons, little penises on the freaking uh, straws. I've seen these things. No, let me tell you something. Like I said, you know, in case you people don't know, I've worked in nightclubs for about 12 years of my life. Stripping? Yeah, stripping. And the shit that I've seen, like, the bride do during her bachelorette party, I'm just like, dude, you're getting married, and, like, you're going to kiss your husband with that mouth. I'll leave it at that, but you, I, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> And it's just like, if you get my meaning. Yeah, if you get my meaning. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I was thinking about it one time. I, I was on a quasi-date with a, with a female. And uh, we were supposed to wait, make... Wait, wait, wait. What, what define quasi-date, though? Uh, the quasi-date was like, you know, we're doing dinner and, and dancing. But, like, like for me, it wasn't like, in my head, it wasn't a romantic thing. It was just me because, you know, I was in a relationship for a long time. So you basically lost a bet. No, I didn't lose a bet. <laughs> I was just like, you know, you know, like, I was in a relationship for a long time. That I became single for a minute. I'm like wondering, like, could I date again? Like, do I have, do I still have it in me? So I figured, let me do this practice date to see, like, hey, let me make sure that I could, you know, go on real dates. So, <laughs> as opposed to the imaginary, one, imaginary ones you were having prior. Yeah. So, would you like uh, another cracker, Mr. Snickles? Yeah. So then, uh, so we make up. So anyway, at the end of the night, the girl she had to go. She had a go-go dance somewhere. So we had to go to one bar to pick up her her uniform. <laughs> Or outfit, whatever you call it. So, so then I was gonna walk her to her her place of go going. <laughs> See, and, dear, and, this is where I go go. So, and so in between, you know, when we go to bar A, a bachelorette ha party happens to be there, 
and they are going loud and crazy. One of the bridesmaids has has relations with a friend of ours in the bathroom. Another one is like gorgeous as hell, Colombian. She looks like a Colombian Trish Stratus. And I immediately forget about my fake date. I'm like, bitch, get <laughs> And I start. You need to go home. Like, you're, like this fake date is over. You can walk walk yourself to your own go go bar. I'm staying here. So I start stripping for these girls. That, you know. <laughs> And a friend of ours, who shall not be named, he, you know, right now he's the be- current, he's the current bouncer of said establishment, and he starts, you better not, he starts, he starts, um, also like mock stripping while I'm actually doing it, <laughs> and we, you know, we start going crazy. I'm just like, man, if if the if the if you know if the bright if the what's it the the male version of the, the groom, <laughs> I forgot, I forgot <laughs> what they're called. It, that's how things you know that the that the bachelor party is so insignificant. We actually forget what role the man has to play in the whole thing. Yeah, in the whole. Let wedding. me tell you, if I get a, not only is the bachelor. Let's face it. Let's face it. When two people get married, you know, if man and woman usually, yeah. um, the man role is basically just to prove that the woman. Is not gonna die alone. That's all. That sh- that's the the only role, man. A man has like no other role in the marriage like process. Like if after you get married, blah blah blah. But like during the wedding, the reception, everything, you're just there. Pretty much. You're 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 just there to prove that to to the 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 bride of the the parents of the bride that she will not be dying alone and and um you know without child. <laughs> you know you're just there. It's like yep. I'm the sperm donor, I guess, you know, you know, you're not allowed to talk, you're not allowed to do anything, you're just there to make sure that you're, you're male. You're handsome window dressing. Yes, you know, anyway, go on, you were saying. So, uh, that's all I remember from that night, but yeah, that's pretty much it, like, uh, what my, the difference is between a bachelor party and a bachelorette party. Uh, once we get these forums going on the website, I want to get your, I want to get your opinion, people who've uh, graciously downloaded this podcast, you know, tell us what you think. You know, are we exaggerating? Is there anything we're missing about the differences? What's your What's your opinion overall? Is Hector sexist? <laughs> First off, yes, I am. Secondly of all, uh, strange enough, I'd like to, now that it's all legalized, I would like to know more of the dynamic of the gay uh, bachelor sla- or bachelorette party. Are they both bachelorette parties? Are they both bachelor parties? I would like to know. That's actually a really interesting question. Yeah, I, think, you know, I think, you know, to be honest, most men, even though they're homosexual, they still think they're men. So it's just going to be twice the bachelor parties. They're just going to, you know, hire. But are they going to have, like, are they going to be together or are they going to no, have separate no, ones? That, that should got to be separate, man. <laughs> That's going to have to. Because if they go to, if, if those two bachelor, bar, bachelor parties combine, they're getting divorced before they <laughs> That's why I have seen too much of you. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve! Yeah, so once once Steve and Stefan see each other's uh, bachelor parties, they're just like, oh, "How could you? No, how could you?" And it's over. They're, they're broken up. Well, look at the bright side. At least there that uh, there's a good chance that the person they wake up to after the drunken stupor is the other one you're about to marry. So there's you got you. Yeah, there's just gonna be the replacement husband. <laughs> hey, replacement husband. So all right, Hector. I think. I think we're actually getting our, our our first call from our guest. Yes. So let me uh let me figure out how to do this, and we'll take a quick commercial right, break, right, and we'll be right, right back. Well, Hell yeah! Three, two, one. And on the line we have Hot Rod Heather. This young lady is an alternative fitness model. She does all these like sports runs. And what else is there is there to tell us about yourself, Heather? 
uh, where do you start? I guess that's a lot of it. Um, otherwise, I guess it would be being a, an animal rescue advocate, foster mom. Uh, but really, you know, it all started out with the fitness thing coming out of a hole myself, basically, to try to inspire other people to just lead positive lives and be good examples for others. That's cool. Uh, quickly before, you know, we don't know about our listeners having ADD or not. What's your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook, your MySpace? Do you have the Snapchat? It's not uh, up. Facebook, well, it would be Hot Rod Heather, but it's um, after Facebook.com, you know, the uh, backslash Hot Rod, Coach Hot Rod Heather, actually. And Instagram's Hot underscore Rod underscore Heather. Do you have the Twitters? Nope, I do not have a Twitter. Do I need a Twitter? Um, you guys keep me busy enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I say it's good to have one. I mean, I'm. It's good for networking and just like you know, pretty much pouring yourself out. That's what that's what people much use Twitter for. Just pour yourself out at 140 characters or less. So. I don't know if I could do 140 characters. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can just like I just did a push up and, sh- and sent a picture of you like posing with your arms like Arr, push up. And then do hashtag push-ups. Of course. Hashtag push-up. Hashtag push-up. That's our thing. Um. So we just finished doing this whole battle frog thing. We, you know, we did the run, five miles of torture, and then you know. How did you? How are you feeling throughout this? I know. Run? <laughs> hey. Well, you know, you did amazing. So I don't want to hear it. Um. You know, battle frog has been a really important thing in my life since I got involved um, as a field rep for them. I think what people that aren't involved in obstacle course racing don't understand is that it's just, it's much more than a race. It's it's about pushing yourself, it's doing things you never thought you would do, whether it's climbing a wall, you know, just trudging through mud that was up to your chin, that was pretty disgusting. <laughs> but it's the teamwork, it's everyone pushing each other to get involved. It, it, it was the first mud run I did actually was was very emotional and that was why it was coming from a place where you know I lost almost 100 pounds and couldn't run upstairs you know being able to you know conquer walls and climb hills and climb ropes it's it's just an amazing feeling that I think people don't get all the things you can get from it you know the teamwork the just feeling so good about accomplishing things and I, I think it mirrors life in other ways when you're struggling with one thing just overcoming these obstacles, it's almost mentally you can put it together that there's nothing that can stop you in life, and that's the way you should be. You know, whether it comes to daily life, to work, to relationships with, you know, loved ones, with friends, with a partner, it's just there's so much that people don't view positively and think they can't conquer. It's just it comes down to that. It's being able to push yourself, whether it's physically, mentally both and do things that you never expected to and, and that goes on to other parts of your life yeah i hear you was the was the first one you did was that the one in uh florida um the, actually the first one was about a year ago i actually did um the ladies run the mutterella with um <laughs> a few ladies that i uh worked out with and it was it was just it was amazing and yeah, I went down to do the Florida in Florida Battle Frogs at the beginning of this year, kind of as a warm up, and uh, it was hot yeah. <laughs> from being cold up here. But uh, you know, I went down there, I did that by myself, and 
made a bunch of friends along the route and, uh, you know, had a great time and really just learned kind of what I wanted to train for, what I wanted to be ready for the next race, too. Yeah, I mean, that was a busy weekend, though, because in addition to the Battle Frog, you also had, like, photo shoots that weekend. Uh, who was, who did you shoot for? I was lost on that one. What was the shoot? No, I, no I'm, ask, I'm asking, like, who were you shooting for? Because, you know, you had a photo shoot that same weekend at the Battle Frog in Florida. So that was, like, a really busy weekend for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah well, it, it's what it's come down to. I think uh, my life has been just getting in as much work and as much fun as I can. That's kind of how it goes. Um, so, you know, I had met someone that was a, uh, uh, actually teaches at one of the universities down there who wanted to uh, have a shoot with me. So we ended up doing that and, uh, you know, having a great time. I got some great images out of that. And, and it is, it's a lot of, you know, networking, meeting new people. And, and I think it's leaving that impact, you know, making sure somebody's smile. Uh, wherever you leave and, and getting in as much as you can because there's just so many things that are bigger than us and important. Um, I also had a friend down there that's battling cancer, so that was actually the main reason I went. And, you know, um, I spent time with her. We got, you know, to, to spend some time and, and to reflect. And, and that's what matters. People matter. And a lot more people need to realize that. Yeah, that's actually the main, that's actually the main point, even though this podcast is a lot of buffoonery and, you know, yeah, this is buffoonery and, and rule 34, but that's the message we, we always try to give people is that, you know, life is about, you know, good times, the good people, experiences, both good and bad, and, you know, just, uh, you know, just everything we got, you know, appreciate your friends, appreciate your family, have good times, appreciate those good times, even even appreciate bad times, because you know what, you can't, you know, you can't appreciate the good times without the bad, so that's what, that's what, you know, that's what this and, and you have about. to. Yeah. And it should be. That's what it's supposed to do. We're supposed to laugh and, you know, have a great time. And, and there's going to be down times, but those good times are what will push us through. Um, you know, is that this whole thing for me was just the biggest life change. I came out of a bad situation. I was depressed. I was anxiety ridden. I was 100 pounds overweight. And, you know, when I found fitness and all these other silly things I've been doing, um, <laughs> you know, it's it, a way of making me whole, you know, it, it completed me. I always knew that fostering dogs and, and helping animals in rescue was just such a part of who I was. But, you know, I think helping people for me turned out to be that last part. Because we have to figure out what we're meant to do. And it's not an easy road. I am, you know, working my rear off, <laughs> but I'm making sure I'm having a great time. I didn't think I'd be changing, you know, what I was doing and, and getting into personal training and motivation. But that's what matters in life is finding what you love to do, surrounding yourself with people that you love and, you know, the kookiness along the way, like, you know, the cosplay, everything that's been happening. Um, you know, I, I always joke that Wonder Woman was a natural, you know, and one, and one of the coolest things I can, you know, hear is when I'm out and, you know, doing my Wonder Woman thing and, and someone, uh, you know, tells me that I am you know, a real Wonder Woman. Like, what better compliment can you get than that? And, I, and I'm not perfect, but, you know, that's what we do. We do the best every day to enjoy it. It's going to be fun and sometimes ridiculous, but that's the only way to live. Yeah, I remember when you did the Wonder Woman cosplay at the Sexy Nerds party, hashtag Sexy Nerds, uh, the, a couple of the, you know, the female customer, uh, 
I guess you call them customers, customers, right? Like the girls who go out dancing and stuff. Yeah, the females who go out and, uh, you know, a few of them, their their eyes just like dropped when they saw you. And you're like immediately, they're just like, holy crap. <laughs> you know, this Wonder Woman's here. I remember seeing that. Yeah, well, you know, that was, yeah. Sexy Nerds was the first, uh, the first unleash of Wonder Woman. Uh, and it all tumbled from there. But, you know, it's one of uh -oh. It's all about, you know, just smiling and, and being warm to everybody. That's what we have to do, you know? We lift each other up, we make each other smile, and, you know, care about each other for, for who we are, no matter uh, how weird we are. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta embrace our weirdness. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because, um, you know, you, like, I guess I'll, I'll use the word inspired. You kind of inspired me to do some running, even though I, everyone knows I hate cardio. I hate it. It's like my the bane of my existence. Yet, you know, we've done two. two cardio. <laughs> Hashtag cardio sucks, but we got to do it. But uh, yeah, we uh, you know, we did the uh, what's it called, the Cupid's Undie Fun Run, or some some charity. Yep. I, was, I was too drunk to remember the name of the charity. Google it, people. Cupid's Undie Fun Run. No, donate to charity. Run in your underwear for charity. Yeah, that was, that was for NKF, which is which is a horrible, horrible children's disease. But yeah, we ended up uh, running along the West Side Highway in New York City in our underwear in the February. snow and freezing weather. <laughs> um, but which was pretty ridiculous and stopping traffic, and I'm sure people had no idea what was going on. But it was <laughs> it was another great day, and and that's why I encourage you know people to do things for nonprofits and and to raise money for people that can't because. You know, we have these chances. I did it in the gym yesterday. Yesterday, I was I was tired. I, you know, had a long day. I didn't want to go to the gym. You know what? I walk into the gym. There's a gentleman stretching on the floor with his wheelchair next to him who, you know, had two prosthetic legs. Like, you know, we have so much to be grateful for that we can't complain about, you know, little things. We shouldn't. We always... Ten in our heads, but we're very, very blessed for all the things we have, and you know, this is one life. You make the best out of every day. Exactly. That's ex like so. Once again, that's kind of like the point of this podcast, where we kind of chronicle how to make the best of every every week, every day, all the free time you have. Then don't let your job define you. Make your free time count. Uh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Fireball for helping me out with that. Uh, with that. Um. With that Cupid's Undie Fun Run Fireball by Doc McGillicuddy's. They're actually a sponsor of our first guest, Neil Jones. So, you know, so we're, you know. Just, a little bit of warmth in the cold. Yeah, so Fireball, you helped me out. Doc hey. McGillicuddy's, you guys are doing God's work. So, hey, you know, I'm still down with rock and roll. That's a, a whole other part, but let's be who we are. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, this one, this Battle Frog. Holy crap. Like I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame my my uh not paying attention to school. What was how what was how big how long was it? Like nine kilometers or something? Well, it was an eight k, yeah. 8K. Which so which was a little was a little over five miles. Yeah, kilometers. yeah. I had no idea it was five miles until uh until one of our partners Joseph told me like a few days before. I was only prepared for like a few blocks, you know. I was prepping for like half a mile run. And then, you know, a few days beforehand, Joseph tells me it's five miles, and I just, uh, I hit the panic button. Hit the panic button. But you did amazing. And I told you, there were spots 
even at the end when I was tired, remember? You had to give me that whole big butt shove over that inclined wall. I'm pretty sure you just threw me over that wall. Pretty much. I just, I just military pressed you over this wall. Yeah, and, you know, I like I said, I remember, you know, both of you boys at times were, you know, basically a human step stool for me when I needed help. And, and that's the point, you know? You help each other. You get through it. <laughs> Yeah, I just remember whenever I was uh when I was getting when I was feeling heated or upset, I just kept yelling, I paid for this, I paid for this like all sarcastic and angry. <laughs> I paid for this. Like uh, and uh I remember when well when we had we were carrying carrying jugs of water. And, you know, I I think that was the point where I kinda started snapping, I'm just like angry at the world and I started like marching ahead. And then I'm like, Wait, I promised you know, I was the other one was like, Hey, we should all finish together. So I stop, I turn around to look for you guys, and, you know, this might get me banned from future mud runs, but two, <laughs> two girls walk by me covered in mud, and man, were they, uh, they were dressed, <laughs> oh man, so I completely forgot about you guys, and I just walked behind those girls for about half a mile as they're covered in mud, and I was enjoying that view, and I just kept saying to myself, so that, that's actually where you went. You ditched us for some booty. <laughs> Pretty much. And, and that entire half mile, I just kept saying to myself, I paid for this. I paid for this. <laughs> oh, well, these yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, let me enjoy the view. Let me enjoy this, like, you know, you know, was it half half a mile, quarter of a mile view while I, while I suffer head to toe in mud. But, you know, <laughs> when it was over, when it was over, like, you know, I was immediately thinking, like, I can go again. I could do this again. Uh, how how are you feeling at the end? Yeah, same way. I mean, it was just, you know, incredibly just for me, it's, it's also being proud of everyone else is such a huge part. And, you know, everyone that got involved that really wouldn't have done it before. And, uh, you know, that's just a great feeling to watch everybody be excited and, and celebrate. And, you know, we were tired. We were muddy. <laughs> we were beat up. Some, but some of us might just, have been hung over. It was such incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we had a big birthday the night before we couldn't miss. That's what I completely forgot. But, oh, okay, you know, it was. Okay. It, it was just incredible. Um, so, you start, have you officially, I don't want to name drop, but have you, are you, you're officially a, a sanctuary model, right? Oh, I lost you there. Are you officially like a model for sanctuary? Yeah, I am a sanctuary official model, um, one of two officials in the state of New Jersey, and we've got just a ton going on, and, you know, it's it's a Gothic alternative magazine, so I get to be a little more free with what I do, um, you know, I was doing a lot more pinup before, things like that, but it's, we're really just been creating lots of amazing original art, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, Exclusive images every month, which are amazing. Uh, we'll be coming up on our one-year anniversary party soon, so there'll be details on that. And and it's a uh, it's pretty crazy, but you know the whole modeling thing really started, you know, to propel um, my mission, my voice. And it's really I just want to inspire other people that they can be who they are and do what they want and put you know put that art out, push yourself. Do it, you know, just come up with what you need to do. And it's, I think one of the things that everyone's always told me since I got involved with modeling 
is that my confidence comes across. And for me, that's been a huge part. So I think before I doubted myself so much, like so many people do, and, you know, becoming confident in yourself and how you carry yourself is just, it's just an amazing feeling from being down a hole to being proud of who you are and, and being comfortable with who you are. And, and that's what I want for everyone. And that's why, you know, I'm embarking on, you know, personal training becoming my full-time job because I want to help other people find that. I want to help them be strong. I mean, even recently, you know, the friend I've been working with who's down 20 pounds, you know, in the little over two months we've been working out together, I watch her now when we're out and, you know, wearing nicer clothes with a huge smile on her face and a glow that she didn't have before. You know, when it's someone that doesn't want to get out of bed, that is miserable about their life every day, just pushing themselves to, to better themselves. It's really what it is to be happier. And fitness for me isn't about just lifting weights or, you know, making gains or losing weight. It's, it's about taking control of, of your life and you have that there to to push yourself to do things you didn't think you could do, to be happy, to be comfortable in your own skin. And how many people need that? And I wanna help people do that. Yeah, and I think uh, I think, you know, we you know, we show your your progress and uh you know, various people that you work with show their progress. I think uh, that will inspire people. And you know, you know, it's much easier to do it nowadays than it has been in the past. You know, like I said, we got the Instagram, which is hot underscore rot underscore Heather. You know, look her up, see her pictures. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's a bunch of scary before and after pictures. <laughs> you know, yeah, the uh, the old the old me versus what I like to say is the new Heather. <laughs> I, I think that uh, I think that helps. That helps with the with, with the uh, credibility. Like if you were always like you know like the way, if you always look the way you look now, they're like. This chick doesn't know the struggle, but if you see the if you see like the before and after photos, I think that really helps people out. And then uh, you know maybe add in a few videos of you like doing some some moves. I think that'll also help uh, expand the brand. Yeah, and I I do have to do more videos, but it is I I want people to see that the the, the before and after because mortified you know as I am to look it it wasn't me and I came out of that shell and I'm still a work in progress. Everyone is. I'm not perfect. Um, but you know, it's just been such an amazing life change that I couldn't have thanked my, you know, friends and family for being supportive of either. You know, keep those good people in your life. Keep positive people in your life. That's the most important, the easiest, even though it doesn't sound easy, thing I tell people. You know, cut the negativity out. If someone's gonna be negative and not Help you be the best you can be and be happy. That's they shouldn't be around. It's it's hard sometimes, but that's it. Surround yourself with positive people that you're gonna make this journey a good one. It's one life. That's it. And that's what I always tell people. Before you know it, you know, it's gonna be gone. Yeah, we're gonna be in our rocking chairs, listening to this podcast, remembering it remember remembering us talk about good times. Yeah, it's laughing. Laughing about Battlefrog. <laughs> yep, and uh, we're going to have to do a follow-up after Wipeout. Yes, we are, because I am definitely falling off those big balls. I'm telling you right now, if anybody's seen the show, I can just hear it coming. I may be bitter now, but my coordination's still a little bit off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I moved my workout routine to be more more balance-oriented. So it's like more like one-legged squats and one-legged 
you know, like jumping steps and things like that. So uh, I'm trying not to yes. fall, but it's gonna happen. We are definitely going to do that. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know I like being in the water. What was it? What was the what was the one the tough one we did with the with the ropes? The rope across the lake. The rope traverse. Yeah, that was actually I can't even tell you what was that. Fifty, seventy-five feet. You had to to call the rope across the lake, and it just kept going in. So yeah, yeah, the, it's tough. yeah. The farther you went, like the heavier the rope got. I guess it's just gravity working against you. And uh, yeah, I was one foot away from 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 the goal, and I just asked the guy. I was like, "Listen, I could do this, but I want to jump in the water. Is it cool if I jump in the water?" And he let me, so I was able to get, get off of that one. Is that the white sun in the mud off? Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> why I'm in the water. I was like, I need the white sun. I kept, you know, you know, every time I saw water, I had to like touch it, like, ah, clean me water, clean me. Oh, yes, I think that was one of the waters. And then I found the spigot, so yeah, I cleaned everything out in the spigot. That was probably not one of the shining moments of my life. But <laughs> 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 Reminder, shorts were not my best decision for that, yeah. for that event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have to shout out Paragon Fitwear. Uh, next, the next the next battle frog, I am going to be wearing one of their pants to make sure that, uh, yeah, I don't have to worry about that problem again. So shout out to Paragon Fitwear. Google them, people. Good, Paragon. Let's keep the uh, the mud out of our secret places. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah still, I think I still have some on my toes. Yeah, probably. I don't even want to think about the spots. Yeah, are you, uh, are you doing the, uh, what's it, the, the urban run? I think that's like the day after uh, Wipeout in Hoboken. I know. We are talking about that, too, but that's what I joke. There's no mud in that one. But I think we get to fly across cop cars and things, which is fun, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I think that's the biggest selling point. Like, that's they, like they're gonna have like if they have a cameraman there and get and he's you jumping over the cop cars, they that has to be like the big selling point because everybody's gonna be like, yeah, I gotta look cool, and then that's when we all bust our asses. That's a good, we're trying to be cool versus trying to be uh practical. No, absolutely, yeah. That'll be the moment that yeah, yeah, that I bust my uh my ass too. That's the way it works. It's okay. All in the name of fun. As long as you're laughing and smiling, you're good to go. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I remember uh, uh, Big E was afraid of the uh, of the of the slide at the beginning of the battle vlog. Uh, yes, he was. I don't know if he knows this, but uh, there's like a four story version of it at Wipeout. Oh, yeah. We we didn't tell him that yet. <laughs> <laughs> For a big slide. Yeah. yeah, but he did amazing at that, and he was exhilarated at the time he got to the bottom. I remember there was a, we had a big chest bump at the bottom, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know I think my bath's gonna be just as great yeah. and a, a little less muddy. I do believe there's lots of bubbles actually. Yeah, a lot of bubbles, but. a lot of foam. It's gonna be good times. So yeah, we're definitely gonna do a follow up, follow up uh, episode after that one. Uh, no, absolutely. I I don't think this is gonna air in time for the Philadelphia thing you got going on. Do you know if you have any other upcoming events and, and things things to, you know, like, uh, plug real quick? Um, yeah, well, if it's not going to air, well, just in case, yeah, Philadelphia, I'll be doing an event there with Pinups for Pitfalls. Um, we'll be doing a lot more. That's just another way that we can advocate, um, you know, for Pitbull-type dogs that are discriminated against. And, you know, I firmly believe that dogs, uh, you know, are unique individuals. And breed doesn't matter, and they shouldn't be judged that way. And, you know, I do have a soft spot for big mush heads. But, uh, yeah, no, I think that's the, uh, the big event right now that we're, uh, we're posing for. All right, so just 
Look them up on Instagram. It's Pinups for Pitbulls Inc. I N C. At once again, one more time. At Pinup for Pitbulls I N C. Look them up on Instagram. A lot of uh, a lot of ladies that you can uh, enjoy their photos. And yeah, a lot of, and a lot of cute than puppies too. Some lovely ladies and some adorable dogs. Yeah, Pitbulls. I don't know. I mean, I guess you know. I guess they do have that reputation, but uh. I, myself, I shouldn't be, I don't even know if I should be mentioning this, but I have a really bad habit, and this is the proof that the, uh, what is, what do you call it, the, uh, stigma of pit bulls is, is false, because I do have a bad habit of when I am a few, uh, a few pitchers or a few pints in, I have a bad habit when I see pit bulls, I just start wrestling them, and so far, I'm still alive, <laughs> and I'm still alive, and they never, uh, you know, attack me, they just, and they just, they just think they're playing, but in my head, you know, I'm a little drunk, I'm like, ah, I got you, pit bull. So far, you're good, yeah, I told yeah. you, the only, <laughs> <laughs> don't yep, do, that's don't, your big moment. Yeah, don't they do, love it. I'm sure. Don't do this, people. Don't. I'm not advocating it. But if you do do it, I I like to like say things like you know when I have the dog in a headlock and he's loving it, he's wagging his tail. I'm like, who's a good doggy? Who's a good doggy? Can you escape this? And you know they're having a great time. Good time. Unlike cats. yeah, you just want to put him in a headlock and show off your guns. Pretty much. And you know, but they're having a good time because they're they're very muscular. Muscular beings. Some of them. So, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun event, and the mission is something you know I'm happy to be a part of. It just uh, you know goes along with everything else I'm doing, and believe it, and that's what you've got to do. You know, push for things you believe in. All right, all right, guys. So if you want to follow more of Hot Rod Heather, please follow her on the Facebook. Look up Coach Hot Rod Heather, or just search Hot Rod Heather. It's not that hard, people. Or on the once again on the Instagram. Uh, hot, yep, hot underscore. underscore rod underscore Heather, and there's lots of you know pictures of my me and my underwear too, which is kind of mortifying, but I'm getting used to it. <laughs> getting once, used to it. <laughs> don't see this lady in her underwear, which I know you pervs do. Just follow her, <laughs> you know. Hit hit like on all the photos, you know. Follow believe you know follow the causes. If not, start your own causes or you know just join a cause, people. That's right. So before I let you go, Heather, do you have any last parting words? Any parting words? No, just, you know, to reinforce what I believe. And, you know, there's a few things that I think are important. And it's, uh, you know, love, positivity, and rock and roll. You know, it's about finding your fierce kids. Be yourself and be your best. That should be a t-shirt. Say that again. What is it? Positivity, love, rock and roll? It's love, positivity, rock and roll. Yeah, that's and not finding a t-shirt. Your that's the way I like to think of it. <laughs> if that's not a t-shirt, you should make that your official, your official t-shirt. I know. Hashtag find your fierce was, was becoming the logo. <laughs> find, find your fierce. I like that. That's definitely a t-shirt. All right. We're making it happen. This is happening. We're making this t-shirt. People. This is happening. This is happening. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. And thank you, Diego. All right. And we're back. That was a great interview with um, Hot Rod Heather. Hector, what did you th- what did you think? She was both the Heatherist and the Hot Rodiest. That's a good thing, right? So before we continue, we need to speak, in which we call I don't know, we don't have a name for the segment yet. Um, remember when I mentioned that uh, I had that friend that she does the homoerotic wrestling fan fiction, and I said she did it when she was in high school. Yeah. Well, it turns out she still does it. And <laughs> she told me that she her latest one involves New Japan Pro Shinsuke Nakamura and Roman Reigns. Which I think is wrong because, uh, you know, Nakamura's from NJPW and Roman's from WWE. 
Come on, lady, keep your keep your fan fiction in the same in the same in the same reality. It's like uh, the Capulets and the Montagues, which is the smartest joke you'll hear on this podcast, by the way. So smart, I don't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, actor. So, what do you want to talk about, brother? Um, well, I want to talk about uh, how fans, when they see uh, a movie about a comic book adaptation. They get all like you know they start a shit storm and they get like all the, they they got their dookie stuck in their asses because oh the actor's not gonna do it well and everything and I always say come on give the guy or girl a freaking chance they might surprise you rather than like you know get all uppity like for example people did were when they found out Heath Ledger was gonna be the Joker it was like no no Heath Ledger won't do anything just to the comic. And he's a pretty boy. And then when he was done, people were like fapping, you know, they were like stroking their jo- their their brain Johnsons, like, oh my god, Heath Ledger's like the best Joker since, and they say that he's better than fucking um Nicholson, Nicholson, or comparing him to Nicholson. I was like, wait a minute, didn't you just before the movie start told me that he's gonna blow monkey chunks, and now you're telling me that he's the greatest thing since sliced bread with crack in it? Yeah. So, like, make up your mind. Why are you, why are you such a bandwagoner, you know? It, it, one or the other. Either A, be open to interpretation and don't be such an asshole. Or B, at least stick with your conviction and hate them from the beginning to the end. Oh. Even if you think they're good, just be hateful just for the sake of the fact that you don't look like a turncoat at the end of it. Well, no, I mean, I don't mind people changing their opinion, but it's just like, like, I'm going to use this not a comic book, but we'll use the new Ghostbusters for an example. Oh, I'm seeing people crying. Oh, this girl is ruining my childhood. First of all, unless the first movie, like if Ghostbusters with the uh, able to tra- that movie is able to travel back in time and destroy the Dan Aykroyd Ghostbusters, it's not ruining your childhood. Yeah. Worst case scenario. And quite frankly, if your entire childhood is based entirely on Ghostbusters, guess what? It's ruined already. Yeah. You're pretty. There's there's really no hope for you anymore. So all these people they're crying. Oh, they just saw they they watched a still photo of uh, of the girls in uniform. Like, oh, this is like a bad cosplay. Look at the bloody original. Fo- look at the original <laughs> jumpsuits. They were, it was just guys in jumpsuits. It wasn't something fancy. Yeah. It's like guys, you know, if you if you put the poster put up that poster now, of like this new movie with these top comedians called Ghostbusters, and it's exactly you know the Dan Aykroyd guys. You'd be like, wow, that looks so lame. You know. All I'm saying is, before before. But, you know, saying my childhood is ruined or blah, blah, blah. Or why do we need another remake? Mm-hmm. Why do we need remakes? Because no one's watching the originals. Yeah. Let's be honest. The original was made 20 years ago, 30 years ago. They're not, those DVDs are not selling. They're mm-hmm. a good property. They're a good story. Why bury them? I mean, I don't see, like, you know, literary nerds crying every time someone makes a new Shakespeare movie. Bang, brought it back to the content hues and the... Ooh, up top, up top. Visual high fives in an audio medium. <laughs> this is getting a little too intelligent for our crowd, I think. No, our crowd, <laughs> we're, they're smart guys, man. Yeah, I hope so. Otherwise, ooh, man. Uh, yeah, I think, honestly, I think, I mean, though we haven't met any of our crew yet, but I think we have a, a pretty, you know, wide range of fans, you know? Yeah. Those who understand what pegging is. Yes. Those who were horrified to learn it last week. Yeah. And those who are willing to try it. Just for the record, uh, this show is educational. The only question is, do you really want to learn what we're telling you? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the question. That's true, that's true. Uh, but back to the matter at hand. Um, uh, it's it's always something going on with fans. I, I, and as a comic book fan myself, you know, I've been reading comics since I was 10 years old. 
and you know I've seen all the remakes I've done all the stuff you know and everything but you know um the first remake the well, the first comic book adaptation that I ever saw in the theater was when the first X-Men came out with when uh, freaking Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman was first revealed to be Wolverine I was like like, oh man, he's a little too tall and everything, but I was willing to... He's no Glenn Danzig. He's no Glenn Danzig. But, like, I was willing to give the movie a shot because, like, you know, it's a freaking movie adaptation of a comic book. That in itself is an achievement, you know? And I'm not saying there haven't been good adaptations. Like, I like the original Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren. Uh, I even, love that movie. Even people say, well, that's not really the Punisher's. Like, dude, it's a good action movie. He kills Yakuza. Shut the fuck up, okay? I mean, it's, I mean, it's a simple story. Guy's family gets killed. He kills bad guys. Falls in love with Louis Gossett Jr. <laughs> as know, we all do. As we all do. And that's it. I really love that movie, too. I, re- I remember that. I mean, I... I remember when I, when I was when I first came out, that shit cost ninety dollars to VHS. Yeah, um, I always wonder why were certain VHS tapes were so expensive and others weren't, and it, that blows my mind. Like, who would pay ninety bucks for a movie? Yeah, exactly. But um, so there are people think, oh, this is like a new thing, like all these movie comic book adaptations. There's been comic book adaptations for years. Uh, freaking the 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 Tim Burton Batman is still one of my all time favorite films. Ew. Uh, don't don't give me that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off back there, but uh, in my opinion, I like the Tim Burton movie. Whenever Jack Nicholson's on screen, it is the greatest movie ever. Yeah. You know, and you know, I don't like I don't you know the whole comparison between Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson because yeah. pound for pound, Jack, I love him a whole lot more. But Jack Nicholson was basically playing Jack Nicholson with makeup, yeah. <laughs> and he rocked it. Yeah. And has Heath Ledger, you know, did the whole. What do you call that? Like uh, that kind of method acting, whatever. And yeah. became, he literally became the Joker. Yeah. But now, whenever, if, if you watch it today, I don't know people, people listening. Maybe you could leave something on a message board in my dick or my honest or whatever. Like whenever Jack Nicholson isn't on screen, I'm just like, what the hell am I watching? What is this crap? And I mean, you can tell when you watch Batman Returns. Jesus H, man, that movie's horrible. The studio, you know, Batman the first one had a lot of studio notes. Like, hey, the movie needs this, 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 and, and you know, the producers and everyone, they're all, you know, they're on Tim Burton's ass. Like, hey, we're giving you money, make sure this make sure this happens. Part two, they're like, oh, we'll give him more free reign. And in part two, Batman kills so many people and no one cries. <laughs> but spoiler alert, in Man of Steel, actually, matter of fact, in Man of Steel, when Superman kills somebody, spoiler alert, I'm not going to say his name, uh... All the internet nerds started crying. Oh, Superman never kills. Uh, blah blah blah. Then we watch Superman two, and Superman kills the exact same guy. No one says a peep. I don't. I never understood why people are like that, man. Like it's just, it's 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 just so mind boggling. I mean, yes, Superman has not killed. This is the first time Superman's killed consciously in anything. But like, no, he, he did in part two. He literally kicked the guy. that's like, guy, nigga, and then kick. He kicked him down to he. He kicked the guy to his death. Yeah, um, in, in the fortress of solitude. Yeah, I no, but I'm I'm talking about in 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 the totality of the uh, of, of the modern su- of the of Superman's mythos. You know, he's like no, but there have been many times where Superman has killed people, like because he's got his brainwashed or because he had the red kryptonite, and no one says, oh well, that that's because he had the red. like motherfucker. He's still like crushed a human head into a diamond, so get off of it, you know. But and, but people, here's the difference between Superman and Batman, though. People say Superman shouldn't kill because of blah, 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 blah. People want Batman to kill. People have been wanting Batman to kill from Jump Street. 
And um, well, he, I mean, he he actually did in during Jump Street. Yeah, like at the beginning, he did. He had a gun in the first comics. Yeah, so he you know? he did kill people. Back so in the like day. people were expecting it. So it's just about uh, expectations. But quite frankly, I think the reason that they don't want Superman to kill is because if he just starts killing, what the fuck is gonna stop him from killing? Like he just he just becomes this massive engine of destruction. Basically, there's very little to no super. Uh, creations in DC Universe that can slow him down. It would take the entire DC villain and superhero com- forces combined to take him out. So that's why nobody wants to kill him. Oh, but if, like, Captain Marvel kills someone, that's perfectly fine. If Shazam kills someone, even though he has the same basic t- uh, roster of powers, no one's bad an eye. And I just think there's a lot of hypocrisy amongst fan people, and, and it kind of bugs me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it bugs me when it's like, like, say, hypocrisy in the same character. You know, like, why is it okay for Richard Donner to have Superman kill somebody? But yet, when Zack, Zack Snyder does it, there's like, oh, my childhood is ruined. No, it wasn't. He killed during your childhood, people. Relax. Yeah. And let, let me uh, and, and let me just say this. Like, he didn't want to kill Zod. He had to kill Zod. Because think about it. Zod was about to, like, and spoiler alert, but Zod was about to waste a kid and his mother. Four shits and giggles. Exactly. So, what would you rather him have? Let Zod live and continue this constant reign of this destruction? Because one full-powered Kryptonian is like the he's like the force of like a hydrogen bomb, or snap his neck, kill the guy, and let thousands upon thousands upon thousands live. And don't forget, he was terraforming the fucking land turning the earth into another krypton by increasing its gravity that would have destroyed all mankind so in retrospect you cannot tell me one single solitary person that was in the situation that superman was wouldn't do what he did i'm not gonna deny it if it were between kill a bunch of people die i would have snapped his head like a chicken bone billions and and not for nothing people complain oh there's too much destruction but people complain like the last one, the one with that with the guy I forgot his name, the one who's currently playing Adam. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, uh, Brandon uh, Ralph. Oh, Brandon Ralph. Okay. Yeah, when Brandon Ralph Superman, that was boring. I said, oh, there wasn't enough action, and then this one was just action over. People complained. I mean, and the thing is that Clark is not a trained fighter at this point in time. He's just a dude with superpowers. Yeah. And you know, he just happened to fight all these other people He's with superpowers. A, yeah, and keep in mind the other people with superpowers, they're military trained. Yeah. So if it came down to just that, Clark should have never won. Yeah, and it's just that you know all that all that destruction happens when you know. That's what happens to these two uh, high power power beams fight beings fight. And you know it's funny when I was watching that movie in a theater, kind of like you know nerdgasming. In the back of my head, I kept thinking if they could do this, we could get a Dragon Ball Z movie. Done right. Yeah, yeah. One of the things it, funny. I know this is a weirdly really weird com uh, uh, a comparison, but. Saying that there's too much uh, uh, action or death and destruction in the Man of Steel movie is like saying there's too much action and destruction in freaking uh, Saving Private Ryan. I think it's the same thing because you say, well, isn't Saving Private Ryan about uh, a military? Well, yeah, but it's also about you know an evil force being taken out by a force of good, which what is not is that not what Superman is? I mean, like think about it, Zod is just as powerful as the entire freaking Nazi uh, military by himself. And there was three of them, because there was two other people involved. And so, you know, that's destruction would have happened regardless. Yeah, 
So. so it's but look, all I'm gonna say is this: is like no matter what you do, you put in more action. There's gonna be people who would say there's too much of it. You take away the action, people will say there's not enough. You put away, you you take away death, they're gonna say there not many enough people die. You put in you put it uh you put you, you put in death, they're gonna say too many people die. You take it out, so it means not enough people die. Like there is never a, a point where everybody's happy. Everybody's always got a complaint in their uh under their belt, ready to pull it out. Yeah, actually, uh, one of my best friends. He, he he was annoyed about the uh it was a remake that he was annoyed about. And I'm like, Why are you complaining? And he's like, Oh, well, perfect example, the new the new Ninja Turtles movie. You know, which to be honest, it's a shitty movie, but I had it fun is. I had I had fun watching it. Yeah. You know, not to sound old, but I really the fact that I related to uh, Will Arnett's Vern John, Vern Vern too much kinda like hit me in the gut. Yeah. Side note, like, I was telling that to one of my friends. She's, like, 26. I go, man, I don't want to sound old or anything. She just cut me off. She's like, yes, you are old. And I was like, ah, oh, God, my ribs. She's like, it's like a, like a spear of destiny right there. <laughs> so anyway, and he's like, well, the reason why remakes are terrible because, you know, he took one and he took, you know, he went with his friend's girlfriend. They saw it. And then he's, she's like, oh, that was a good movie. He's like, what? That movie's terrible. And he's like, we're watching the original. And they, then they saw the original and she didn't like it as much. So, cause of hit, cause of that, he's like, "See, that's why remakes ruin good movies." I'm like, "No, dude, they'd have ruined the movie for you, because you know remakes are not made. To be honest, remakes are not made for us. I mean, right now the new Ninja Turtles movie, they're throwing a lot of things at, at us fans. Yeah. So we're, st- we're still not gonna be happy. I'm gonna be happy. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, then I, anything with has that involves ninjas and mutants and ninjas and turtles, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be in that order. I'm, ha- <laughs> I'm a happy man." And you know the mo- new movie is throwing all that stuff at us, and watch, we're still gonna be happy. You know, we got Bebop and Rocksteady, we got Baxter Stockman, we got we're gonna get a real Shredder. <laughs> the, you know, yeah. I actually liked the uh, Saxon, the bad guy in the first one. I mean, obviously, uh, him being Shredder, that was whoever. If that was the original plan, that was dumb. But mm-hmm. I did like I like that actor, which I'm I'm throwing a blank on his name. Let's blame our uh, beer sponsor today, Fosters and Bex. The only time these two nations will be in the same room and not have into a fist fight. Yeah. Mm. So, let's take a quick beer break and take a sip, brother. To, to, to beer. Uh, to, to beer. To this fu- is happening. To this is happening. And all that will happen. Mm. Oh, man. So, let's talk about what we did last week physically, because in this podcast, we like to, like, <laughs> it's also like a diary of New York City that, you know, yeah. Hector and I, we love to, you know, have weekly adventures. Yeah. That, and this last week we at uh, least what we can remember. Yeah, this last week we actually did for the first time ever. Well, I did it when I was a kid. The New York's fireworks. Yeah, and we got lucky, man. We got uh, actually. uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> segue, perfect segue. No, I was gonna mention. Wait, yeah, actually, you didn't even make it to the fireworks. But I gotta mention why. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell he, the story. He, he got arrested. I right, shut up. Um, I'll tell the full story. It's it's not a long story. Uh, do but wait, do do I in, include the the ending? What happened at the end? Yeah, that's up to you. This is up to you because, like, for the record, you know, this is going to be, this is being recorded, <laughs> and this shall be po- posted online for the world to hear. For, I'm ready for everything. For the rest so I don't of care. your life. Yes. I'll so, let, if you, I, so if I'll you ever let the get, people know how big of a slut I am. If you if you ever get married, <laughs> and ten years from now your wife hears this, and she's gonna be like, "What? You had sex once without don't me?" Work. No, it's okay. Uh, my my wife will more more than more than likely not speak English, so it'll be all good. And now, if this is were to be translated, then I'm fucked. Yeah, which <laughs> which you know, in the future, they'll probably have like automatic Google <laughs> verbal translation. I'll get myself like the most obscure wife. I'll get like a Benghazi wife, just so that. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, um, so this is my story of what happened to me on 4th of July weekend. Uh, there are lows and there are highs, there are laughs and there are cries. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Um, so I was hanging out with these guys, this guy over here, and... This guy over here. So it started off like he wanted me to meet him at the at the uh, World, World Trade, Trade Center. And like apparently I got on the wrong train and ended up at 33rd Street. And that would have been easy enough. But then he went to this bar called uh, the Patriot Bar, Patriot Saloon. Shout out to Patriot Saloon, by the way. Best, best cheap beer in the city. Exactly. For the best cheap people. Anyway, so there we were. So like I had to take a cab with a friend of mine and we ended up spending like 12 bucks to get there. And, um, so there we were, and things were coming out pretty well, um, you know, we were, we were drinking our drinks, had the, had the, uh, the, the, what's it called? Patriot the, Ale. The Patriot Ale, and the, um, margarita shots were pretty damn tasty. The American shots. The American shots. And, <laughs> as we were there, like, um, what happens, like, this guy decides he wants to hear some, uh, Schwarzenegger karaoke, which is what, I, when I do my Schwarzenegger uh, impression while I sing whatever popular song is playing on the jukebox. Which we are we're gonna post those videos on YouTube very soon. Yeah, that's how. Or I mean, we're gonna post it on YouTube and we're gonna post it on our page. So you click, just click the play button, and <laughs> we're here. Hector's Schwarzenegger does. Yeah. See what are we doing? It's raining. I call, I call, I call it. I call it. Hector terminates the classics. Nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah. We're on to something. Uh, and if uh, and if you want, go to the site. Type in what kind of song you want me to to sing. And I'll do. I do requests. Right, yeah. On the message board, we're gonna have a a, a, a form that says uh, Hector terminates the requests. <laughs> yes. Um. So anyway, uh. So I did my thing, and people were cracking up. We were having a good time. We were getting pretty sauced. And then uh, this guy decides, oh, we're gonna. I want. I'm hungry. I want to go to McDonald's. So we go to McDonald's. By the way, big shout out to McDonald's. They, they, they that small company needs as much shout outs as it can. Yeah, that's right. For the record, I normally don't eat McDonald's, but uh, it was America's birthday, and yeah. I don't think there's anything more American than McDonald's. Yeah, that's right. The only way it could be more more American is if Captain America was serving to us on his shield. That's right. While a bald eagle fed it to us. That's the only way it could have been more America. America. And had like Wilfred Grimley next to us nodding in approval. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, so I don't know if, if any nerds like email us to say that Wilfred Brimley's from Canada or something, shut up. Yeah, he's fucking American in my book. Screw you. Anyway, um, so, so anyway, so we were, so we 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 went out. We I got I nearly got into a fist fight with two guys at the McDonald's because I was in the line. The long line. It was a freaking long line. It consumed the whole upstairs. And I finally get to the, to the end, and I was waiting patiently. I was looking at my phone. I wasn't talking to anybody. I was holding in my dookie. You know, I was being a good uh, 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 line holder. You know, I was being good. And it finally got in my. I admit, it, I took a little longer because, come on, when you gotta do your business, you take a while. So what happens? I get a knock on the door. I mean, like, why do people do that? Why do you make us wait for you? But when it's my turn, oh, that's when things go south. Anyway, so I get out and I nearly get into a fist fight with this British guy, no joke, and this uh, other oh, guy. Oh man, you should you should you should text me. I would send that guy right back to the right back. This <laughs> is for the colonies. This is for the colonies, which is the irony is palpable. That's what I'm saying, man. I would, had I known that, I would said show them what the how his colonials do <laughs> battle. And then, uh, so eventually we got out of the McDonald's, and then we got on our way to the, uh, we were on the FDR, FDR drive, drive, the FDR drive for being a passageway into the highway. 
Um, and so, like, we got in, and uh, um, there was a capacity. I don't know what the capacity was exactly, but there was a capacity. And we were there, and for some goddamn reason, there are no porta potties there. Like, they don't care. It's a highway. But they don't, yeah, put in some. Like, two or three care about your freaking people out there. It's it's a madhouse. It's a madhouse. You are in, in, in territory of supreme insanity there. I mean, I've seen freaking um, uh, 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 sideshow carnivals here in Jersey where they have porta potties. You can wheel in a couple of porta potties. Don't be a lazy bastard. Yeah, they should. I mean, they should at least have some in front. Yeah, like they don't. They really don't care about their people at all. I'm saying like this, New York. You don't care about your people. I'm saying it right now. Anyway, so I decided, man, if I don't, I have to use the bathroom again because you know there was something going on in my stomach, and I said to myself, well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave and come back. I, I thought we were gonna see you for the rest of the night, to be honest. Yeah, I yeah I um I so I left and I started walking. Now it, this is around the Brooklyn Bridge for those who don't know, and um I had to walk five blocks to find a bathroom. I went from being near the Brooklyn Bridge all the way to being on Canal Street, which is in Chinatown, and I finally found a bathroom in an Italian restaurant. I ended up having to buy a soda just to use it and. Again, I get the door knocked on me, but I said to this son, listen, I don't care how hard you knock, I am not hurrying it up. Anyway, I finally figured, finished it. I made a mad dash back to the, uh, to the to where I tried to get in, but of course, capacity full, they were not letting anyone else in. So I had to see the fireworks, or whatever I could see, across the street from the freaking parking lot, which was the saddest group of people you've ever come across. <laughs> it's like, what if the DMV held over? That's what you got there. You know, mothers with their kids. It was it was horrible. And I got mad. I was like, I'm not, I'm going to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, but then he, I, then as the... He sent us a photo of him with a sad face and all of us collectively <laughs> just turned off our phones. Yeah, I know, you bastards. Anyway, um... So I said, but I, then I started coming to my senses, you know, I started calming down. Says, so you know, I'm just gonna, I'm not here so much for the fireworks. I'm here more for my friends and hanging out with them. And I'm glad I decided to go with this decision because yeah, I'm glad too. Because <laughs> once the night rolled around, it, the the fireworks ended around ten o'clock, and I kind of met these guys around ten twenty, and they said, oh, we're gonna go to Clockwork. The Clockwork Bars. I can't even give it the address right now. I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> big shout out to Clockwork Bar for being both. A bar and having the name Clockwork. I don't know. No, you guys rock. You have good beer and six dollars for a tall boy and a shot. Mm -hmm. Can't lose with that whiskey and beer. Can't lose six bucks. Tip your bartenders. Always tip your bartenders. Always. Don't be a fucking asshole. All right, let me take. Can I take over for a second? Go ahead. So now, now we're at the Clockwork, and there's a line to get to get into the bathroom again. This time, all of us got to go. And there's a chick in front of us. I never learned her name. I don't know if you learned her name. Anyway, I, I didn't learn and, her name. And we're like to save. I'm making a joke. I'm like to save time. We're all gonna, we're you, me, and uh, rest of the party. We're all gonna share a bowl and just go at the same time. We're all gonna pee in the same bowl. Just hold hands and don't make eye contact. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember. You're right. Or was it make eye contact? We all hold hands too. Yeah, hold. And hands. we had one designator holder, which is one guy that holds all of our dicks. Yeah. So this this lady thought it was funny and blah blah blah. So we all we all go to the bathroom. We all go back upstairs. And uh, we all order our drinks. We're drinking, and she goes. She comes to us, and she's all like, "Oh, hey, did you guys use the bowl at the same time?" And we're all laughing, blah blah blah. Hector starts talking to her because yeah. at first I wanted to leave. I'm like, "We're leaving," but when Hector starts talking, I'm like, "All right, guys, 
Let's stay for a minute. I think this is going somewhere. I'll take over. So, so like, um, I started talking to her. Now, the thing about it is, like, I wasn't focusing on her as a... I wasn't hitting on her. She just seemed like a really funny person. I decided I wanted to talk and see whatever. Now, I can't remember either of their names. So, um... Just we're just gonna call her the, I was just gonna call her White Girl One and White Girl Two. Blonde Girl One, Blonde Girl Two. Yeah. Blonde. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Blonde Girl One and Blonde Girl Two. So B G One and B G Two. So I was talking to Blonde Girl One, and uh, you know I'm just having a conversation, and I'm just chilling. You know we're talking about like random shit, and she the, she's a little sauce. She's like you know she's slurring, extending her vowels, and like uh, so is I, because you know. And uh, her friend, which we refer to as Blonde Girl 2, was being hit on by this big white dude. Like, he was, and he was sloppy. Uh, he was done. He was from he was from North Carolina. It was his first time in the city. And I was, uh, the, other, the other people in our crew could tell you, uh, a little bit later, I was getting, I was warming up to beat him up. While you're occupied, I was doing my stretch, my uh, MMA stretches. <laughs> I was just like, this guy makes one false move, it's done. I know, this guy was like leaning into her like, she, he was like, give me a kiss, give me a kiss. And like the, 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 like the slobber down his face, he looked like a dying dog, you know, like a St. Bernard that was on its last legs, it was terrible. And the girl was like, she had her hands up and she was her, her facing away, she was like, no. No, I don't want it. Uh. And I'm like, man, I feel sorry for this girl, you know. And then uh, Blonde Girl 1 said, hey, can you do me a favor? And he's like, okay, sure. What, can you go over here to my friend and pretend to be her boyfriend just to keep the guy off? So I kind of pondered the question a little. Like, oh, well, I've never been in a situation for her. Like, I, could, I, I don't want to get into an altercation. But at the same time, I was kind of drunk. And I said to myself, you know what? Um, I want to help out this girl because I know what it's like to be hit by on by people that you're not attracted to. Believe me, it happens when you're a sexy motherfucker. That's right. And um, it's usually me. <laughs> he has to stop hitting on me. Anyway, um, so I went over to my to the crew, which consists of this guy and the other friends, and I said, "Listen, I don't know what's gonna go down, so just in case, be alert." You know. <laughs> so like, I went back. Now, my intent was to go to Blonde Girl 2, throw my arm around her, give her a little peck on the kiss, uh, peck on the face, and uh, just have it end there. Unbeknownst to me, she pulls me in. Now we're making out. I mean, we are really making out. You ever seen two people make out like they're trying to eat each other's face? This is what was happening. That and, was happening. This was happening. Uh, yeah, this is happening. And, like, uh, I had, like, my, my, my shirt. I had a shirt with, like, these sleeves cut off. And there were like so like there's these big holes on the side, and he's like she's sticking her hand in there and rubbing my back and clawing my back and touching my chest, and she's like this chick is handsy. And then the guy he looks at us once and he's like, Ugh, and he just walks away. No, he doesn't walk away. He stood there. Like I mean, you were you were really preoccupied for <laughs> a minute. And I told I told the other crew, I'm like guys, hold my beer, and I'm like like I said, I was stretching. I was, I was like, you know, he was big. He was like at least six foot four. Yeah, he was a mountain. He was a mountain. Yeah, he was a hoss. But hoss means nothing if your ass gets choked out. Mm-hmm. So I was, like I said, while that was happening, I was getting ready to uh, beat him up. I was getting ready to choke his ass out, throw him out the bar. But luckily, he left beforehand. He tried making friends with us. We sh- we should have tried to hustle him for beer, but we never thought about it. I was too, I was too in the zone to think about uh, <laughs> hustling. I'm a hustler. So then uh, eventually. I told blonde girl one, I was like, hey, are you married to this bar? 
and she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, I want to go to, you know, I want to go to the Double Down. Shout out to Double Down. We might have done a shout out last week, but, you know, had a good, had a feeling my, my buddy Allison was working at the Double Down. If she's there, give her extra tips. Be cool, Word. people. I'm serious. Tip her like you're trying to knock her over. Yeah. So, she's like, no, I'm going home. And I'm like, oh, man, I just, I just ruined, in my head, I'm like, I ruined it for Hector. I ruined it for Hector because usually once the friend wants to go home, usually it means the other one has to go home. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in my head, I'm already like, my head is down. I'm like, oh, oh, damn, I feel so bad. But she's like, but she can stay with you guys. And I'm like, oh, shit. Here's the thing. Like, when I was making out with this girl, I really had no intention for it to go any further. I was like, even when Diego told me, hey, let's, we're going to this other bar, I was like, okay, it's over now. I'm done. And then she's like, oh, we'll go with you. I'm like, holy shit, this is happening. So, like, so I just, but here's the funny thing. Like, I, I didn't realize it till, till later on, but I got wing woman. She like, did she hardcore. Went on, she, she did it hardcore because, like, I'm walking with a blonde woman, too. And we're actually hand-in-hand. Hand. We're just having a conversation. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I actually just held her hand because she kept, like, lagging behind because I didn't want, want her to, like, get lost. Mm. So, like, we're walking and in uh, the conversation. And, like, so her friend, uh, blonde girl one, decided, uh, the one that I was talk- that we were talking to originally, yeah. she said, uh, uh, I'm feeling kind of sleepy. I'm going to go home. And then she says to me, make sure that my friend gets home safe. And I'm like, okay. I, again, Sauce didn't quite understand how to respond to it, so I just went with it. Yeah. So we got to the, we got the double down, shout out. Um, so now we're making out again, and it's like just as furious as before. And I'm like, and she's like, you know, nudging and everything. She really likes me. And then she says to me, uh, you know, my apartment's like two blocks from here. Nice. Now, here's the thing. I am a well-spoken person. I'm an educated person. I have a very existential vocabulary. I'm well-read. I'm educated. Um, And at the time, the only thing that came out of my mouth was word. (laughs) That was the extent of my mastery of the English language. She said, I live two blocks from here, and I I put out a, a word. Word? I don't know what the hell. I was drunk. So anyway, she smiles, grabs my hand, and now she's leading me out there. Like, I'm like, what the hell is going on? This is, There are no words being exchanged at this point. She just grabs me and runs. Diego lifts his glass and winks at me like he's at the end of a freaking... Oh, 80s action film. <laughs> the not of approval. Like he doesn't. He doesn't know what's happening, but I know what's happening. So I'm like Hector. This is, this is happening. <laughs> like uh, uh, so. Anyway, we get to our apartment, and it's a typical Manhattan apartment. It's small as hell. I'm telling you, it's tiny. And she has a roommate. And a she cat, has a roommate. And a cat. And like, I'm telling you right now, if I was carrying a big gulp with me, it wouldn't have been enough for everything. Room for anything. So anyway, so we get inside of her, her room, and um, her lights don't work. Yeah, so it's the Lower East Side, people. So it's it's wonderful, but she has like this light, this window that like feeds light into the room. So it's everything kind of like a bluish gray, kind of like in one of those old uh, Madonna videos. Yeah. Let me. Can I cut, cut you off? Go ahead. So people, you know, for for our listeners who don't live in the New York area, let me tell you something. Man, uh, if you want a, an affordable apartment, it is not going to be anything you see on TV. <laughs> Definitely not. It's going to be a closet. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to share that closet with somebody. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of appliances aren't gonna work. Gonna work. And you're spending thousands of dollars for this hole in the wall. So everyone who thinks you know the Big Apple is the place to be, it is in small doses. Come here for a weekend. You know, be be tourist. Hit up all our spots, both local and the tourist traps. But to live here, it it takes a whole special breed of person. Yeah. So I don't want people to think it's rich people. Yeah, I want you to think it's like sex in the city, and it's like oh everyone lives like no 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 no. It's we all live in hole in the walls. Seriously, if unless you're like a stockbroker who's to the stars, you're gonna be broke and you're not gonna work out there. All right, so so anyway, back to um. So her 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 lights aren't working. So her lights are not working. Get away from me. So her lights aren't working, and uh, so and that also mean and she has no air conditioning. Oh. Oh my God! It was like a freaking shoot. Oh. And, but she had like this fan, like one of those tiny fans. I blew onto the bed. I was like, okay, I can work with this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, when, you have, <laughs> when you're ready to go, you can work with anything. Yeah, like, I tell you right now, the the floor can be boiling lava, and I'm like, I'm not leaving yet. So, you know, so we're making out on our active woman, by the way, possibly the hottest chick I've ever been with. And, um, you know, we're, 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 we're having at it, and, like, we're doing, like, the under-the-clothes kind of thing where we're, like, pawing at each other. And, um... So we get naked. We get naked, <laughs> as often people who are about to have sex do. And uh, so we go at it, and we're and we go at it for like three hours, you know. And um, once we're done, you know, we're tired and everything. She's trying to go to sleep, but I can't go to sleep with a damn because like I'm I'm wide awake. And I said to myself, well, you know, it's about three something. Maybe I can uh, meet up with my friends again and like rejoin the this this guy, and I said to her, "Listen, um, I wanna, I don't wanna keep you up all night. You you know you obviously want your sleep, but uh, um, so uh, I'm I, I'm gonna get going." And she said, "All right," and I said, "Do you? I don't know the protocol, so I said, um, do you want my phone number or something?" She said, "No, you can go," <laughs> which was basically the universal say for like your dick is done out out with you <laughs> like she got what she wanted out of me so I was done I was out and I tried to relocate these guys but they're both their phones were dead and um so I ended up spending the night at the pyramid big shout out to the pyramid and then all of its patrons yeah where you met my other crew yeah and uh after a little about a little time there we walked to the lit lounge big shout out to lit lounge um and uh at four o'clock rolled around 4 a.m. So I said I'm just gonna start going, getting home, and that's pretty pretty much how my night ended. You know, anonymous sex with uh, a uh, woman who you don't know her name, and there's I don't a know great her chance she doesn't know your name. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure if she saw me again, she would not recognize me. And because of that, I'm going to Clockworks tonight. See if, <laughs> see if she's a regular. Oh, Diego! Just, just. I didn't kidding. know you were up for sloppy seconds. Just kidding. No, and this, <laughs> no, this chick's probably like sloppy thirty seconds. Oh! Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. I mean, unless you're married. Yeah. Or even if you're married and you guys have those rules established. You know, there's no slut shaming on this show. No, there is no slut shaming because everybody's a slut somehow. Somehow. You know, we're all sluts for something. So, if you watch a lot of anime, guess what? You're an anime slut. Yeah. So, in this episode, we had two Hector going to the bathroom stories and him getting laid. Yes. On uh, next week's episode, what's a, oh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell a story where I go to the bathroom. And we'll have that cliffhanger where I think the news crew was almost called in. Uh, so, 
for Hector. I forgot your name as usual because yeah. you, this is Diego. We're signing out. Thank you for listening to This Is Happening. Please watch, download our future episodes. All questions, comments, and queries, send us that email. Follow us on the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook. You know, stay active because you know what? We like to be active. And don't forget. And it's not just sexually. And don't forget to uh, sign up and uh, put a post up your request for Hector on uh, terminates. terminates the classics. And remember, you have to put your minds in it. You have to put your songs there. And I'll sing the songs. It'll be fantastic. Yeah.